Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, June 26th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, this year marks 40 years since the first Pride gathering in St. Louis. An area man who has photographed the event for more than four decades says the 2015 celebration jumps out to him. It took place just after same-sex marriage became legal. Everybody was dancing in the streets, everybody was smiling, everybody was euphoric. St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler will talk with photographer Scott Lokitz about photographing Pride since 1980. First, the news. The St. Louis County Police Department is closer to having officers use body cameras. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how the county police chief believes the technology could help build community trust and protect officers. The St. Louis County Council gave initial approval Tuesday night to bill cementing a five-year agreement with Utility Associates Incorporated. County officers would get newer technology over the life of the roughly $5 million deal, along with cloud storage of the body camera footage. St. Louis County Police Chief John Belmar says the cameras can turn on automatically if an officer is running or if there's a gunshot. I think that gets us to the point where, frankly, I think we we probably have uh, the best camera system that's out there right now, and I think we're, we're going to enjoy the benefits of that on the transparency side, the officer safety side. I think it's going to pay dividends. The council still needs to vote one more time for the camera agreement to go to St. Louis County Executive Sam Page. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. There is a new police chief in Ferguson. Jason Armstrong was named to the post last night. He's an 18-year veteran and has been with the Forest Park Police Department in Georgia. Armstrong will replace Frank McCall, who has been Ferguson's interim chief since last year's resignation of Delrish Moss. Moss returned to Florida for family reasons. The Missouri Supreme Court has set an October 1st execution date for Russell Bucklew. He was convicted of murder, kidnapping, and rape in 1997. As Dan Margulies reports, the court acted after the U.S. Supreme Court rejected Bucklew's appeal. Bucklew claims he has a rare medical condition that would cause him to choke on his own blood if he is executed by lethal injection. But the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four decision in April, ruled that the Constitution's prohibition against cruel and unusual punishment does not guarantee a prisoner a painless death. Cheryl Pilot, Bucklew's attorney, said she will file a clemency petition before Governor Mike Parson. If his execution is carried out, Bucklew will be the first Missouri prisoner to be put to death since January 2017. I'm Dan Margulies. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed legislation to legalize recreational cannabis beginning next year. Any Illinois resident, 21 or older, will be allowed up to an ounce of marijuana. Medical card holders will also be able to grow up to five plants at home. This year marks the 40th anniversary of St. Louis's first Pride gathering. For that first event, a small band of people marched through the central West End. Gay teenager Scott Lokitz was taking pictures along the way. He later became Pride St. Louis's official photographer. St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler talks with Lokitz about documenting four decades of the local LGBTQ festival. Tell me about 
your very first time going to a Pride event? Actually, that was probably my most special event because it, uh, I was taken to it by my mother and my grandmother when I was just uh, 15 going on 16, and it was the first Pride celebration St. Louis had in April of 1980 in the Central West End. And we carried pink balloons um, down Lindell to Washington University and then gathered on uh, their front stairs. So what was that like for you? Natural. Uh, When I was younger, um, in the third grade, my mother came out to me as lesbian. And my grandmother was a member of PFLAG at that time. So I was just a celebration with my family. How did you come to, you know, after photographing it on your own for several years, how did you come to be an official pride photographer? (laughs) They couldn't get rid of me. I was there photographing it, whether I was official or not. And uh, I loved the board. I would, you know, always interact with them. And they're like, uh, one year they said, would you be our official photographer? Of course, it, you know, it was pretty much all volunteer. Uh, eventually, I started getting um, small, small stipends. When you first began photographing Pride, were there more people declining to have their photo taken? Absolutely, yes. What would they say the reasons would be? Well, usually it was because their job was on the line or they're not out to uh, parents. Definitely, uh, folks that were in the military, um, even after don't ask, don't tell, would say, just because I'm in the military, please don't take my picture. You know, actually, there were some folks that would come that are still uh, legally married to an opposite sex partner. And so there was a lot of folks that were in in heterosexual marriages that would come out and explore uh, the gay side of life. How would you describe, like, the people that were primarily a part of it, and how has that changed? Um, it was pretty more centered on uh, the white gay male. However, there, uh, the entire community uh, was there, just not as well represented. And there probably weren't a whole lot of visible trans people at the time. When I started taking pictures for the News Telegraph, it was called the Gay and Lesbian News Telegraph. And, you know, they didn't have B and they didn't have T. And, you know, it took a while for our entire community to absorb and understand. You know, so it's been an educational experience. Um, and I'm, it's amazing to me that the rights that have moved forward so quickly with uh, questioning and trans folks. So I think that's absolutely awesome. When you think back, are there any particular events or stories that you remember of specific Pride Fest? Uh, the Supreme Court ruling was definitely um, a huge celebration point um, for uh, the entire community. And which Supreme Court ruling are you talking about? Uh, marriage equality. Everybody was dancing in the streets. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was euphoric. Um, even if they didn't want to get married themselves, they thought having the right was absolutely awesome. So um, that was one heck of a celebration that year. That was photographer Scott Lokitz talking with St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler about taking pictures of Pride St. Louis for 40 years. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.